Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and I leave for Europe in just three days. The podcasts will continue each week as always. I'm walking a thousand kilometres from Lourdes in France, north to Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, and then across the Camino Frances to Santiago de Compostela. I'm carrying with me a little parlour guitar, and I plan to sing for my supper along the way. You can follow my journey by finding hashtag the singing pilgrim or hashtag el peregrino cantante. My good friend Jenny Heesh and I had lunch last week and Jenny suggested something different for the podcast of the week before I leave. Jenny suggested that I ask the award-winning Australian film director, blogger and author Bill Bennett to interview me before I go. Jenny said perhaps he can draw from you, Dan, your inspirations, your hopes and your motivations. Bill was a guest on My Camino, the podcasts in week three and four. You can download those interviews if you like what you hear today. Bill and I sat down together in a small radio studio just over a week ago. Here is the result. Dan, 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 why are you doing this? Because the Camino is calling me. No, I don't accept that. All right, I think I'm looking for something. What? And I only half found it last time. Mm-hmm. And I think that something is peace. There's a great sense of relief when I finished last time, but I knew in my heart I hadn't finished. And so it's been calling me back ever since. Almost like you had a painting in the corner and everyone said, gee, it's fantastic, that painting, and you, but you knew you hadn't finished it, that it wasn't finished. And I often look at paintings and think, how did that guy know it was finished? But of course, only you know. And I just knew when I finished last time or when I got to Santiago last time, I hadn't finished. So this time round, from Lourdes to Santiago, I hope will be all inclusive and all encompassing and I'll finally finish it. And find what I'm looking for. Peace? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long, long, and I've had a very interesting 50 years. Um, And uh, very difficult. Last few years have been very tough. Um, And I think it's, it's calling me because I need to put it behind me. But you can find peace other ways. You can go fishing. You can find a cave in the Himalayas and meditate. You can do a number of things. Why the Camino? I don't know why the Camino appealed to me so much the first time. So I first read about it in Shirley MacLaine's book 15 years ago. I didn't get back to it. I forgot all about it, to be honest, until I saw the book back on Mum's shelf Christmas before last. That's um, a weird book, by the way. Yeah, well, it is. It doesn't Seriously make much weird. sense, to be honest. No, no, no. And, and in fact, the whole Milky Way thing sort of still... And Paul Coelho's book is weird too. They're two weird books. They're great writers, but they're really weird. Yep. Yeah, well, the Coelho book... Yeah, you pronounce it better than me. Yeah. (laughs) The Coelho Coelho book fascinated me because of the rituals. I was almost tempted to do the rituals uh, Mm. on this Camino. 
the 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 tree ritual and the and all of those weird things that he was assigned to do. Yeah. Uh, and if my listeners are wondering what we're talking about, Google it. It's a great book, uh, The Pilgrim. You, just to interrupt there, do you know that uh, he wrote The Alchemist after walking the Camino? And he attributes The Alchemist to his having walked the Camino. I, I did know that, yes, yes, yes. The Alchemist, of course, by one of the greatest books I think ever written, about to become a motion picture. It's been a while. Um, so... So yeah, so getting back to it, I, I picked up that book, Shirley MacLaine. I think the the ple- uh, seed was planted, and I don't know then what it was that attracted me or lured me so much. I've always been religious, yet probably let the religion slide a little. I've always been spiritual, but I probably let the spirituality slide a little bit. Um, I've always been honest. And I've tried very, very hard to remain as honest as I can be. And now as I'm getting older, my sons are, well, I'm 27 years old, 14 and uh, 15 and 13. Uh, I'd like to be as best as I can, best father I can be for them, the best husband I can be for Jennifer. And I think in order to do that, I need to move beyond... Um, trying harder at spirituality, trying harder at religion, trying harder at honesty until I can finally say I am spiritual, I am honest, and I am religious. Do you believe you have to walk the Camino to do that, though? I think I need a big-ticket item to really prove to myself that I'm fair income. And this is certainly a big-ticket item, effectively walking from Brisbane to Sydney. Um, Far more interesting, though. And better food. Yeah, you're far more interesting. That's right. <laughs> Will be. And and then there's the aspect of it that, you know, there is a huge part of me um, is the musician. That is a, a fire that rages. It doesn't just burn, but it rages. And I really neglected it a little because it's very frustrating to try and earn a living out of playing music, so I sort of walked away from it 20 years ago and then was lured back to it. I've still played regularly, but never solo on my own and for well, 20 years and then had a 10-year break. And I was asked to do a gig last year solo, and uh, I said, oh, well, I haven't done it in a long time, but I'll do it. Well, I just straight away I fell back in love with it immediately and realised what on earth had I missed all those years and so now I've been doing it regularly and I'm really excited about taking the guitar on my back and singing for my supper and uh, and singing across Spain so this part of the Camino is going to be a terribly important part for you your music do you see it as a means of giving something back to other pilgrims as well yeah, I do. I, 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 but that's not a big thing for me. Or a means of bonding. Yes, a means of bonding, but again, it's not a big thing for me. I just think I want to share. Um, and I, I just know that the handful of times, maybe a half a dozen times that I did it last time in 2016 when there was a guitar on the wall and I just pulled it off and would sit in the corner and play that it brought everybody together, but I just absolutely loved it. So it was a really selfish thing, if you like, 
I think, oh, you know, I'm going to really have a great time here singing for these people. It's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the center of attention, you love it, you lap it up. And so I thought, well, this would be a good, ass- a good way to meet people, yes, to share with people, yes, but also to have a bloody good time. <laughs> now, Dan, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, right? Right. Let's get down to the real nuts and bolts. Mm. Now, how much does this guitar weigh? 1.8 kilos. God, it's a light guitar, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Have you, like, stripped it back or something? No, it's a little parlor guitar. A parlor guitar? Yeah, so the body of it is not much bigger than, I suppose... Like it a would... ukulele? Oh, no, no, it's, it's between a ukulele and a guitar. Mm-hmm. But a, it's called a parlor guitar, so it's not mm-hmm. quite as big. Okay. Yeah. And it weighs 1.8 kilos. The, the case weighs mm-hmm. 1.8 kilos. So yes. all up, it's 3.8 kilos on my back. Yeah, that's a big commitment, isn't it? Because last time on your first Camino, you, I think you said your pack weighed about 4.5 kilos? In total. So you're basically taking two packs this time. That's right, yeah. Most of what I'll need, um, extra clothes, little first aid kit, um, and what have you, will fit into a pouch on the back of the guitar case. The only thing I'll need to carry in front of me is water. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I've got it okay. I think I should be able to get it in under seven, seven and a half kilos. The whole thing. Water, I'm up to about eight, eight and a half, nine. Well, that's still pretty light. It's not too bad, is it? Yeah, and you're a big bloke. Yeah, you know, so you, you, you know, you've got yeah some muscle. Yeah, I should, I should be okay. I'm pretty. I'm Just pretty to um, describe uh, Dan, you know, for those of you who <laughs> don't have a a picture of him or you haven't googled him, he he's a big, good-looking, strapping Australian. You know, so if you see him on the see him on the Camino, that's right. He's the bloke with the guitar on his back. He's the one blushing. <laughs> um. Why Lourdes? Why start there? That's an unusual place to start. Because when I was a, a boy, I was fascinated by Lourdes and the holy water. I was at St. Thomas More's Catholic School in Toowoomba, and we had a, a nun there called Sister Albert, and she told us about, she told us the story of Lourdes. And I still remember the story today. In fact, I've told the story just as Sister Albert had told us just this week when someone asked me about Lourdes. And I've always been fascinated by it. And I wanted to... When I walked the Meseta, only half the Meseta, because I started last Camino, my first Camino in Sahun, or Sakahun, hmm. uh, and the Meseta fascinated me because I was alone. There was nobody else around me. Uh, and it absolutely fascinated me, that lone pilgrimage I, I thought was m- magnificent. And so I wanted to try, if I could, to add something to the start of the Camino to enable me to prepare for the Camino. So I would have that great clarity when I got to saint jean peter port And I hope that's what happens because, as I understand it, there are not very many people walking from Lourdes to St. Jean-Peter-Port, in fact, it's pretty difficult to find your way um, because there are not so many places, not so many signed mark, signs marked. Anyway, that was the intention. And I've now picked up a, a compañero, a fellow that I went to school with uh, back in, uh, in Brisbane in the 1980s. We'll walk with me. So it will be the two of us. So 
we'll find our own space, I'm sure, um, both collectively and individually. But that was the idea of Lourdes. The fascination from when I was a child and also for trying to, to do a little Camino before the Camino. I've been to, to Lourdes. It's an incredibly powerful place energetically. It's, a, it's of course, a major healing place. Mm. You have uh, buses pull up each day just disgorging all of these people who have come there for the, um, the healing powers of, of the waters. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be a, um, you know, quite a profound start for you. But, you know, what amazes me, Dan, um, the number of people who start the Camino in St. jean Peter Paul, and they walk straight past the church, which is just inside the gates, the port, and they don't, they don't go into, into the church... Uh, before they start the uh, the pilgrimage, um, I'm really quite astonished by that. That um, that there is not you don't even need to be religious. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. And, and I'm not Catholic, and I wouldn't say that I'm religious. But um, I went into that church as a mark of respect, and I think that's what you're showing in starting in Lords is this mark of respect for the pilgrimage that you're about to take. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that, and. And I mean, you are walking, after all, the way of St. James. Yeah. Now, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to appreciate that there is some significance in that, yeah. the way of St. James and he, who he was. Mm. Even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, mm. you have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ was a man mm. and he had disciples. Mm. And those disciples went out from the Holy Land and James ended up in Iberia and the rest is, is, is history, as they say. You, you're going to be eventually, I hope, walking beneath the cathedral in Santiago to have a look at that, that stainless steel or silver casket. So there is some significance, and I think it's a good way to start, and certainly I'll be stepping into that church, but a good way to acknowledge it, hmm. to, to, to if, if for nothing else, appreciate the history and the significance of those people whose footsteps you're walking in have, have contributed to history. Very much so. Yeah. And I think it's fantastic. And some of those churches, by the way, if you're listening and you're not going into churches, <laughs> you've got to see them to believe them, haven't you? Oh, they're extraordinary. The one in Burgos is my favourite. But the other thing too, just from a purely practical point of view, is they're cool. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're cool and they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're amazing. They're little regional churches and you think, oh, you, look, I'll just stick my head in and well, Catholics say, I'll pay a visit. Mm. I'll pay a visit. And that's when you just kneel down and say a very brief prayer. Mm. And I've actually loved paying a visit mm. um, because it, you're in these churches. Of course, in Australia, there's nothing really much over 220 years old, an old joint. Mm. Of course, we take our hats off to the indigenous Australians who have been here for 60,000 years. Mm. But of, of white man, mm. <coughs> anything really much older... Than two hundred odd, so so stepping inside these magnificent churches mm. for for an Australian is quite mm. extraordinary, yeah. and not to mention the, the, all of that. I mean, the artwork and the the religious icons are just breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. If you're not stepping into churches, you're really missing out. I really agree, and um, and it is after all a pilgrimage, and that's what differentiates the Camino, say, from the Appalachian. Trail or the Pacific Trust, you know, all these cross UK walks and so forth. Um, to me, there needs to be, I believe anyway, there needs to be some acknowledgement 
of the religious significance of it. Yes, and I think if you don't, um, you're not going to really properly engage with other pilgrims either because if you're not sort of really paying respect to the pilgrimage aspect of it, you're denying a lot of those people who you meet the chance to share and when you open up and they open up, if you're ignoring that they're on a pilgrimage, well, you're not really sharing their whole journey, are you? Now, what I want to do, because we're going to do an audit on you, Dan, when you come back, okay. <laughs> this is a before and after. This is kind of like before you go on Weight Watchers and after, you, after <laughs> you've been on... before and after photos. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to then we'll, okay. go, we'll revisit these right questions. Here we go. Mm-hmm. What do you hope to learn from this Camino? I'd like to learn more about myself. And I'd like to learn more of what I'm capable of. Capable of in terms of life experience. Capable in terms of uh, how I can share. But I think it's very important, Bill. I've had a great sense over the last 50 years of not reaching my potential. Even though I've achieved some extraordinary things. I've travelled the world. Been most incredible places and had a life that most people would say, I'll take that one tomorrow. There's absolutely no question of that, that I'm not saying that I haven't achieved. What I'm simply saying is that I don't think I've achieved what I am capable of. And I'd like to learn on this Camino what I'm capable of. So you think it might unlock something? I hope so. I hope so. And I think, again, I need a big ticket item to shake off some of the shackles. What shackles do you have? Self-doubt. I wouldn't have thought that. No, that's right. You wouldn't. And, and, and again, saying that, in saying that, if you looked at what I've achieved and what I you know, continue to achieve, you would say, how can I, that guy think that he suffers from self-doubt? But such is the nature of the Leo in me. Um, I still think I'm capable of more. And I self, I suffer terrible self-doubt. So I hope to, to, to shake those shackles. I'm really hoping that I will. What scares you about this walk? Well, if I'm going to be honest, uh, it might be that I don't make it. And I don't mean making the walk, I mean, I come home not having achieved what I sought to find spiritually. I would hate to waste a six-week trip and come home empty-handed and empty-hearted. But isn't Uh, that going to happen anyway? Well, not necessarily. Not if 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 I'm determined to make the most of it. Um, I think you only get a handful of chances in your life to really be honest with yourself and go off on a pilgrimage to find yourself. It doesn't happen often. You can't keep doing it. <laughs> you can't get, well, I'll have another crack next year. <laughs> no. no. Uh, and and that's, that's what I'm, I'm frightened of, that I won't achieve what I'm seeking, setting out to achieve. And again, it is that peace. And with that, I think, if I find that peace, 
being able to finally say to myself, this is what you're capable of, go for it. Yeah, that's what I'm frightened of, but I won't do it. Are you prepared to let go? Well, I haven't been to date. I haven't been. So the answer is I'll try. Are you prepared to let go? I'll do my very best. But the reason I ask that question is this, and that is that if you're going searching for something, then almost by definition you're not letting go. You're looking for something, but if you let go, that something will come to you, perhaps. That's right. But what do you let go of? I, I Fear. That's the, the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing, and that's what I've suffered my whole life. Fear. And so... The four-letter word, as I say. But the, 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 the ability to let go, as you, as you ask me, to let go of fear is extraordinarily difficult. People go through therapy their entire lives to get rid of fear and don't achieve it. But the Camino is therapy. Well, that's what I hope, yes. That's what I, 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 there's no question about that, Bill, that I hope that it will will enable me to let go of that fear. So, so people listening now are thinking, oh, I was only going for a nice walk. <laughs> right? I thought he was just going to sing some tunes. And, and really, I think there is a lot more to it. And I think that if, a lot, if we were more honest with ourselves, and again, I started by saying, I try to be more honest. We were more honest with ourselves that we would, I think that we would be answering the, the question the same way. And that is, I'm bloody frightened to let go. I mean, there's the old saying, if you love someone, let them go. Uh, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy at all. But I hope to be able to do it. Were you a troubadour in a past life? Uh, <laughs> I may have been. I may have been. It's funny, you know, because I have a, a love of the ocean, and yet an incredible fear of the ocean. And I wonder whether I haven't sailed the seas in a past life and perhaps died at sea. And it's the same with the troubadour. Very good question. Um, in fact, I sent an email to someone in Spain just this week because I'm going to be doing a gig, a proper gig over there with the concert lights, the whole bit in a 300-year-old winery. And I signed off the Troubadour. <laughs> that was just this week. That's funny. Yeah, just yeah. this week I signed it off. So, yes, I do think so. Yeah. I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole past life thing. Because, again, if you let yourself believe it, it's not that hard to believe, really. It's not... Well, Christianity is one of the few religions that doesn't actually acknowledge the concept of reincarnation. Yeah, which is odd, because it's well, all used about, to. It's all used about to. the soul. Yeah, Christianity used to, but then it was, um, um, what's, you know, not, uh, not given in any credence. Right. Christianity, as I understand it, um, wants you to believe that this is your only life so that um, you can strive towards... Um, goodness in this life. Mm -hmm. 
Which is and you can't and you can't come back and you know like have try, crack. try it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but but which is interesting because the whole concept of of Christianity is the soul and the spirit, your Holy Spirit, the soul. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that a soul dies. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that all of a sudden Dan Mullins is no more, and that soul is gone. That spirit seems impossible to me. But maybe it is just lights out. Do you believe that? No, I don't. I don't. Oh no, no. Look, I've I've met babies and thought, whoa, that is an old. There's an old soul right there. Hmm. There's no question about that. Hmm. And I think that some of us clearly have been here before. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Now, that's not going to be all that palatable to those people who like to think of heaven and and earth and. I don't know, Bill. I I, I kind of get this feeling that we've been, some of us have been here before. Maybe it's a troubadour in me speaking. <laughs> okay. Um, coming back to what scares you, now, are you scared of physically breaking down? No. No. No, I'm fit. I'm strong. I've been doing a lot of walking. I've been doing a lot of yoga. Um, I really hope we don't come back to the audit, you know, with you. <laughs> oh, no, don't. don't. <laughs> you yeah. know, doing this interview in hospital <laughs> with you having been shipped back. <laughs> well, that's right. Touch wood. Touch wood. Look, I'm pretty fit. I'm pretty okay. Um, I, I, I'm working in breakfast radio. I can, I can survive on very little sleep. Um, I'm a very good afternoon sleeper. I'm a champion afternoon sleeper. Which is always good in Spain. It is indeed. And <laughs> the siesta. That's right. And even in busy albergues, uh, last year I managed to be able to put the earplugs in, the the, uh, the sleeping mask on, and was able to get a couple of hours in the afternoon. So all of that I managed pretty well. I like the food. Um, I always, I think I was interviewing Laurie Brown in a, about the third podcast I did, and I read somewhere on, on the forum that someone said, I've been training for weeks. I've been eating tapas every second night, drinking lots of red wine. So I haven't <laughs> been on the tapas. I don't mind a red, but I think we'll be okay. What do you hope to experience on this walk? That's a very good question. What do I hope to experience? Let me think about it for a minute. When I picture... Uh, the walk, as you often do, you visualize it and, and wonder what it's going to be like, whether you've been there before or, or not, because there are large parts of it I haven't done before and I'm, I'm going to walk for the first time. Uh, space. I love the concept of space. Well, that's the Masetta for you. That's the Masetta. Huge skies and, and massive horizons. And that is just so liberating for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to experiencing the French side of the border. Um, I love everything French. Um, And I'm very much looking forward to the first couple of weeks through uh, Pamplona and and places like that. So there's that aspect of the Camino that I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing. But I'm also looking forward to experiencing the energy. And you and I talked about this in when I spoke to you. Um, It's exhilarating that you can sit around a table, you've all walked 30Ks that day, you should be all exhausted, cranky, not wanting to talk to anybody, you know, miserable because your feet are sore, but you don't. You sit and talk all night. You want to hear someone's story. 
so I'm looking forward to all of that. I'm really looking forward to sharing and and meeting people, hearing their stories, and and listening, because it's it's one of the great things about the Camino. You can spend all afternoon listening to other people and not say very much at all, and hear their stories from all over the world. Pilgrims love to share, and uh, I think a lot of people get a lot out of talking on the Camino and therefore if you're a listener and I'm a pretty good listener uh, you can get a lot out of it and you can have a really wonderful experience by opening up yourself and give a little bit of yourself but taking a lot more of other people's stories and and experiences on yourself really excited about that it's great it's one of the best parts about it how do you think performing each night is going to impact your walking the next day? I mean, energetically, spiritually, um, internally. Well, it's, it's, it's an exhilarating thing to do, to sing for people. Particularly, I, 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 let's take a step back. It's a very good question. Take a step back, and perhaps the listeners don't understand, but I perform regularly in Sydney and 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 in pubs, in hotels, in clubs, um, where I'll sing on a Friday night 56 songs, one after the other, have a small break. 56 songs, and you punch them out. It's the songs people want to hear. Elvis, Elvis Presley, you, you, you've, you've seen me play. That's I mean, great. No, I love I, it. <laughs> I, I punch out the songs. So when you're sitting in an environment where people are not necessarily expecting that um that's really exciting it's really exhilarating it's great fun it's a good party trick mm-hmm. and i remember sitting in the albergue viela in saint martin del camino a day one day after leon oh i was exhausted it was 40 degrees i was absolutely exhausted and i had a swimming pool and the albergue had a swimming pool and i thought oh that's that's me written all over it and so, sure, I had a swim, I had a sleep. I was in the hammock, and there's somebody who's playing the guitar. And I hope, hope he doesn't listen to it, but he was terrible. And, I mean, really. And uh, I thought, oh, goodness, that guy, if he keeps playing that same song over and over, I'm going to go over there and grab it off him. Anyway, I didn't. We had dinner. Anyway, afterward, I said, do you mind if I play a song? And I just I played Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. And by the time I'd finished, the table, this big long table outside under the stars, was full of people. And this, this Spanish gentleman said to me, I, I thought he was a pilgrim. He wasn't. He was a farmer who comes there to drink in the in the albergue because the beer is cold. And he said, in, do you know any Neil Young? I said, yeah, sure. I played some Neil, played a Neil Young song. He couldn't believe it. I love this music. I love this. Can you play Bruce Springsteen? So played Bruce Springsteen. Can you play Cat Stevens? Bang, I punched bang. He's like, this is ridiculous. You're like a jukebox. And I kept playing and playing. But I had the time of my life. It wasn't like, oh, gosh, I want to go to bed. It was like, I could say, stay here all night. Okay, let me put something to you. Um, If you are searching for peace on this Camino, if you are looking for something, if you are looking to drop off those shackles, is playing music the best way to do that? Is it, in fact, an, a deeply external mechanism where really you should be operating internally? 
I think it's very much an internal thing because you've got to draw on some pretty deep experience to be able to perform like that. And yet, I understand what you're saying. Should I be more... Reclusive. Quite reclusive. Um, I don't think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm very good at that. I think that performing is such a big part of my life and has been a huge part of my life for so long. I've been playing for 36 years. Um, that the opportunity to sing across Spain is just an opportunity I can't pass up. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, you know, and, and, and I've talked about writing about it when I get back, and I, you know, that's one thing I'd like to, to consider and investigate, but it's not something I want to make a commitment to myself to, to do. But, but there is a story to be told. There's no question about that. And it's a very good, very good question because when you think about getting up the next day after singing for three hours the night before, it might seem like you must be spiritually or emotionally spent, but you're not. You're invigorated by it. You're rejuvenated and energised by, by the whole giving and taking of being able to play for people. It's a beautiful thing. So when you work, walked your first Camino and then when you reflected on it later... In that reflection, did you ask yourself, or did you say to yourself, you know what, if I was going to walk another Camino, I'd do this differently. Are you going to do anything different to what you did on the first one? Well, uh, yes. I mean, for instance, go slower or spend more time with other people? Or... Well, you asked me the question before, Bill, whether I should be... Um, internalizing more my journey, whether I should be, you know, quieter. I've done that trip. That was the first time. And and if the listeners if haven't heard the story, if you'll indulge me, I was turning fifty, planned to turn, to arrive in Santiago de Compostela on my fiftieth birthday. That was always the plan, and I was lucky enough to do it. And in the days leading up to it, I dedicated each day five years of my life and I would think about those five years only those five years of my life I would walk on the Meseta I would walk from Molina Seca Ponferrada thinking only of those five years other thoughts would come into my head and I would say no 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 go 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 I'm thinking only of those five years when I lived in Brisbane and I had a little baby and we were working here and I was thinking of that and who were the people who came for dinner and what did I do wrong and what could I have done better where was I working who was my boss who was my colleagues I thought it was almost trance-like because I really thought and achieved a, a, a sense of leaving it all behind me at 50 I distinctly recall when I when I said that's it I've reached I've a 50 I've dealt with everything. I said this, I sang this very brief song. I said this little prayer and then I felt it all just drop away from me. It physically felt all of those years drop away from me. So I've done that. I've done that heavy thinking and I've done that almost meditation in walking the Camino. This time around, when you say, am I going to do anything differently? This time around, I'm going to enjoy it. 
<laughs> a bit yeah. more. Even though I loved it last time, I'm thinking this time around, you know what? Uh, I, I saw people walking last time and they're talking and singing and, uh, you know, dancing. They're stopping for coffees and beers. And I'm thinking, I've got to get through this mental torture I'm putting myself through. But I did it. I did it. And I absolutely loved it. Well, you said it, 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 you felt a huge relief mm. at the end of it. Yeah. You know, that the, this big weight had come off That's you. right. And, you know, I was standing on the, I was walking up a small path. It was very narrow. Walking up the small path, about to cross a, 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 a street, a road. Uh, in, in I think I was, it was a day out, it was Azura. I was walking into Azura. So I'm, I'm turning 50 the next day or two days after. And I said, that's it, Dan. It's finished. And I felt it all just go away from me like that. And I looked up. I remember looking up. And I'd realized I'd been looking down for the last two weeks. I've been looking down. And I looked up and I started to walk again and there were three fence posts beside me and then there were two fence fence posts beside me and then there was one. So it went three, two, one. And on I walked. And I thought, that's all gone. Well, you would appreciate that for your audio cues, wouldn't you? Don't you do that in the audio? That's exactly what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So you do three, two, one when you're queuing to go on air. That's right. So that would have absolutely been what you needed at that time. That's exactly right. Three, two, one. I saw it and I thought, that's what you count down to begin. Hmm. And there's absolutely no question that. Isn't it extraordinary the way that happens? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm. I will. I've walked on. It wasn't until half an hour later. I mean, I'm bawling my eyes out by this stage, you know. And and I did a lot of that actually. But again, we go back to that question: What do you have to do differently this time around? I can enjoy mm. it a bit more. Mm. But I'm going to. I know exactly where that 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 place is, mm. and I'm going to stand there and say, "There you go, three, two, one." Well, I'll find it. Mm. I know exactly where it is. And walking with other people was something I didn't really allow myself to do very much because I had thinking to do. Dan had his thinking to do, you know, this kind of. So this time around, I'm looking forward to saying, you know what, I'm going to slow down. I was very much like, I have to get there by one o'clock. The albergue might be full. Not not one albergue was even close to full. You know, it's torturing myself. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to enjoy the company of other people and, and I'm not going to burden myself with, that sort of mental discipline that I did last time. So now you're walking 1,200 kilometres, is it? It's not quite. Yeah, well, the Camino itself is, what, 835 or something, mm-hmm. and then I think it's about another 150. So, from Lourdes. From Lourdes. So it's okay, about, so about, about a 1,000 Sydney yeah. to Brisbane. Right. Are you doing this to legitimise yourself as a pilgrim? Um, there is that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I've been very careful um, not to, in doing my podcasts, not to suggest that I'm the expert. It's other people telling me their stories, and really I'm just a conduit. I'm no expert. Far from it. Um, but sure, yeah, I think, you know, I look forward to being able to say I've done twice. <laughs> And I've done the whole thing. And go, no, 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 no. That's right, exactly. And say, well, you know, in my... But no, uh, yeah, well, sure, there is that. Um, it's not a motivation, though, Bill. It certainly wasn't. It's um, Look, I'm lucky. Uh, I've got long service leave. 
and uh, and you've got uh, a, a wife and children that are supportive. That's right. Who yeah. who probably would prefer that I wasn't going, but are happy for me to go. But your wife, in fact, gave you the tickets to Spain on your first one, didn't she? Wasn't she the yeah the person that really sort of yeah. tipped, tipped you over the edge to go? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's right because I I have gone as a broadcast producer. I have been to the Olympics. Um, and we saw with Beijing to London. And so this time around, we weren't going. We didn't have the rights. Uh, and so there was a three-week window there where I was pretty much at a loose end. So I said, well, I might take three weeks long service leave. And my wife said, why don't you do that walk in Spain you've been talking about? And lo, lo and behold, the, the, the tickets arrived. So, yes, look. My wife says and jokes that she's lost me. My midlife crisis is, is Spain. But as she says, it's better than tattoos. Uh, so who knows, I might come back with a Camino tattoo. It's better than a Porsche as well. <laughs> yeah, it's better than a Porsche. A lot cheaper. <laughs> let, me, um, let me broach something to you because it's a very interesting thing that, um, you know, because like you, I'm obsessed with the Camino. And I'm planning a long walk as well. And I ask myself the questions that I'm asking you, about whether or not I would like to do a really long walk to legitimise myself and so forth. The other question that I ask myself is this, and I'd like your views on this, because I am, after all, interviewing you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Is the Camino an intrinsically selfish pursuit? I've said that before. Um, Oh damn! I've, I've said that before. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'll I'll say this to you: that in walking away from all of your responsibilities and asking others to take up those responsibilities, then most definitely is a selfish pursuit. No question about that. I'm envious. I, I met a, a a German fellow who had walked fifteen Caminos. And met him in uh, met him in Malinaseka, fifteen. He said, I, "I don't have any family. My kids are all grown up. My wife has passed away. And I just love to walk back and forth. Don't." He said, "I just lock my house up and off I go. I don't have any responsibilities. I don't owe anybody any money." I said, "Oh, that must be fantastic." He said, "Yeah, it is. It is." He walked every every time he walked. He walked for somebody else. Got the compost dealer dedicated to someone else. And I thought, "Wow, that's great." And I really felt afterwards. I thought, "Ah." Oh, you know, really ached for my family back home and what I was putting them through by going. And Jen, my wife, Jen, jokes about it a bit, but I can see that the joke stings. And yes, it is selfish. However, I think you come back a better person. And so the 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 cost v reward is is pretty good. And coming back with stories, uh, with experiences, with a chance to be honest with yourself and I think be honest with your family is invaluable. And six weeks is not a very long time in the course of of one's life, really. Um, So while being selfish, I think, as I said, it's, it's really valuable. I think it's really valuable. I think you're an easier person to love and to live with if you're happier uh, and more honest with yourself, Bill. No question. Yeah, I think, what did my wife say? She said, um, 
Before I left, that's right, she said, um, I really hope when you come back from the Camino, I don't have to keep on apologising for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last question. Yeah. Um, how do you think you will feel when you walk into the square in front of the cathedral in uh, Santiago? I've thought about this. I think I feel sad because it will be over. Will it? Well, I I wonder... Well, I, I hope so because I hope to achieve... Yes, that's a very good question. I hope to achieve... What I set out sending it, I hope I don't have to go back to the Camino to find myself. I, well, I keep saying find myself, but to, to, to enable myself to believe in myself and to, to, to shed the fear. So I hope that when I walk in there, I'm sad that it's, that it's finished, but I'm excited about the journey ahead. That's very much what I think. I certainly won't be walk, walking on. It'll be finished. And I'll be going back to Madrid to put my feet up for two days. That's all I can afford or can allow myself because I have to come back here to work. Um, but but Santiago will be a relief, I think, um, and a, a touch of sadness. But let's see. Do you think you will let go? Yes. I believe I will. Well, let's do an audit on, audit on that, will we? <laughs> well, I look forward to that. that. That will be a very, very important part of the audit, Bill. Uh, although it's important, isn't it, not to put too much pressure on yourself. I think that's the other thing. I think, you know, I hadn't really given it much thought until you asked me before what would I do differently and, and not concentrating so hard on wanting to achieve something and get something out of it I think is very important. Yeah. Just go with the flow. And as you know, there's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of flow to go with. So uh, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. I look forward to it. I look forward to talking to you when you come back. And good luck, Dan. It's going to be fantastic. Thanks, Bill. It's been a pleasure. Me too. There you are. Dan Mullins being interviewed by the award-winning Australian film director, blogger and author Bill Bennett. Who knows what lies ahead for all of us? You can follow me on social media via hashtag the singing pilgrim and hashtag El Peregrino Cantante. In the meantime, the podcasts will continue to be uploaded every Tuesday night Australian Eastern Standard Time, early Tuesday in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm off for a bloody long walk. Until then, buen camino. <laughs>